Thank you this morning for your attendance this morning. Hope you had a great week. And God's still God. He's still got everything under control, I believe, very much so. And we're just a day closer to home than we was yesterday. Amen. He will turn with me to the sixth chapter of St. John this morning. We're going to be reading some scripture there today. Sixth chapter, do all your prayers today as we try to minister for just a little bit. This is a story that probably you learned many years ago when you was a kid about Jesus feeding the 5,000 with a small portion of fish and a few loaves of bread. But I want to use it today to maybe minister to us for just a little bit. Uh, that I think, you know, like really I woke up this morning or maybe last night it was or when I laid down, God started spoke to me a few things, and I want to read this. I'm just going to I'm going to go to I'm going to read the twelfth verse first of all. Then we go back, kind of go into all of it. But as this was after you know he had fed the multitude of people, and and uh, then he told he said in the twelfth verse, the sixth chapter of Saint John, it says, "When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost." And we're going to be speaking this morning just about maybe some small things, you know, that's very important. You know, I think so in life today that we need to look at, you know, and just understand a little bit. God does use small things. Amen. If you bow your heads with me just as we pray. Father, today we just thank you again for this time and opportunity you've given us today to be in your house. We just thank you, Father, for your word for your Holy Spirit that we feel here today, Father. And Father, we pray that we open up your word. We just pray the Holy Spirit will just give us the words and you just anoint us today that you're speaking through this, this temple here today, Father. And we just pray, Father, that your will be done this service. First in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I guess you know, uh, I mean, the older you get, the more you look at things a little bit different. You begin to think back about a few things, you know, that, you know, as your life gets on down the road a little ways. And as uh, most of you know, you know, I'm a, a lot older now than I was when I came here. And uh, I've kind of, you talk, uh, talk about age a little bit. My grandma, I was going to say this, don't have nothing to do with a whole lot, but my grandmother called me other day and her dryers went out and she bought this dryer probably back in the 60s after she told me where she bought it at the Western Auto there in Grizz Ferry I don't think I remember where Western Auto was but it's been a long time ago she called me one morning and uh, I was talking to her yesterday and getting price of one I said and you know everybody knows she'll be 102 in August but I said we probably don't need an extended warranty on one if I get one <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cute myself, but she she kind of laughed about it. But anyway, you know, and uh, I'm thankful, I'm blessed today to have somebody like my grandmother that I can look to and for what she stood for over the years, you know, and everything. Everything's just simple to her, you know. And um, uh, she was telling my wife the other day something, I don't know, she's talking about houses costing, or Vicky was talking about houses costing so much, and she was like a, was it 120, 130, 40 thousand dollars? She said, "Ain't no house worth 120 thousand dollars." 
So she's still living back a long time ago in her mind, you know, about that, because she don't realize what stuff costs nowadays. But get out of that to say, you know, that a lot of little things makes a lot of difference, you know, in life today. We uh, kind of, you know, look at ourselves today. We want to do something big, you know, or maybe bring something big. But I want us to realize today, you know, it's not us that brings the big stuff. We bring what we got, and God can make it big. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? God can make something big out of something that's nothing. If you understand what I'm talking about. You look all through the Bible, and he used people, you know, that, you know, just common, ordinary people, you know, through this, you know, through his ministry when Christ did call people. And I just want us today, as we focus a little bit today, you have something to offer to God. And God's wanting to use it today for his kingdom today. And you say, well, it's just, it don't amount to nothing. Yes, it does. It mounts to something because God can use it. And I'm going to maybe bring that out just a little bit to us today. You know, this is what Christ, you know, has been, had been teaching. And a big multitude of people had been following him. And, and they got to the evening, you know, and uh, uh, you got to, you know, go through this story here. And I'm not going to read it, but it got down towards the evening, you know. And maybe one of this, I don't know if this gospel records exactly this way. One of the gospel does. You know, the disciples wanted to send them away, you know, because the evening had come and, and, you know, if you read this story, there was like 5,000 of them. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, you know, to feed, you know. And, and they said, you know, and they asked, you know, then Jesus lifted their eyes to the great company. You know, this is about the fifth verse there. And it says, you know, how much bread do they have? And, and, and Philip told him there in about the seventh verse, we just got 200 pennies worth of bread. That's not sufficient for them because that every one of them may take a little and one disciple said, you know, in the eighth verse, that Andrew, Simon's, Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here that has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Have you ever said that before? What, are, what, what, what is this among this? Think about it for just a moment. What can this do? And you look at this young boy here, you know, and and you could think about, you know, and, and I don't know even why he had it with him, you know, the fish or maybe just coming through the crowd that evening or something. But he had five loaves of bread, according to the Bible, and he had two, the Bible says, two small fish. They used, I don't know what, how big they was, but the Bible said they were small. And you could imagine, you know, maybe this young boy was proud of what he had. You know, I remember, you know, back when I was a little kid, you know, maybe caught a couple of little fish. You just wasn't very big to some people, but to you, they was huge. You was proud of them. Maybe this boy was proud of what he had. And I think maybe that's going to be the attitude that we need to get sometimes to be proud of what God has given us. And, you know, and be, and, and be able to offer it to God. Say, God, you can just use me or just use the what I've got. It may not, I don't look like much. And the Bible said, and then Peter looked at it and he said, there's this kid who's got two fish and, you know, five loaves of bread. But what are we going to do with that? There's 5,000 people here that is hungry. It won't go nowhere. But we sometimes, you know, we, look at, we get that same attitude today, you know, of what we've got, you know, the talent we may have or what little we may have. We think it's not much, but we forget about who can use it. And that's God that can use it and he can multiply it. That's what I'm talking about for just a moment. And I want for you young people here this morning to realize, you know, this young lad had just a little bit of something, but look what it done. Look what it done. 
Do, do not be ashamed because maybe you don't think you got what other people's got or you got this, God can't use me. But God used a small boy that had two small fish hundreds of years ago and we're still talking about it today because it made a big difference because of the miracle that God used through that, through that boy's what he had. God used a miracle through it. And we're still talking about it today. What I'm saying is here today, you know, and you can, I can, I'm just, this ain't biblical, but I can, in my, in my mind, it scatters sometimes. Can you imagine this young boy going home and said, let's what? I had two fish and it fed 5,000 people. Just think about it. Don't you know he could have been happy? I, I think he would have been. He, you can't believe what happened, Mom. You can't believe what happened, Dad. You know, I just had this. I didn't think it was nothing, but Jesus used it. And, and people was telling me, I mean, I didn't say Google, but people could have been telling this kid, thank you for sharing this fish with this company. Let, thank you for letting Christ use this because it done something great among the congregation. And I'm here to say that, to say this, don't be ashamed of what God has given you. It may not look much to you, but if you let God use it, it can be great. Make any sense to anybody. It could be great in the kingdom of God. Took his two fish and spread them out. Can you imagine the conversation that was going on that day? Can you imagine if we would just look to God and say, God, I just thank you for what you've given me. I thank you. It may not be much to some people, but God, take what I've got and I want you to use it. Amen. I want to be somebody that you can use. And I'm going to challenge this this morning. Let God have what you have. Amen. And let him use it for the upbuilding of your kingdom. Don't put it back. Don't be ashamed of it. If you can't say nothing, you don't come. If you just come to church on Sunday morning and just got a smile, and that's a talent God's given you, use it because it'll help somebody. Amen. What am I talking about? I remember years ago, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about some small things. Years ago, before I just started, I just started getting into ministry. I remember I preached a revival at Sunny Slope before I came over here, and. I preached for three or four days up there, I think it was. And there was a lady that lived by the church, her and her husband. His name was Irvin Stone. Her name was Sina. They never owned a vehicle in their life. They were just common people. They had a wood stove in the house, and they had a wood stove set outside. They cook in the summertime on the outside, and she and had the little sticks, you know. I don't, they did a lot of work to cut the firewood up for the cook stove. That's what they had. And they had a little trail that come from, they lived about a quarter mile from the church and the trail come up through the woods. That's how they come to church. And I remember Irvin coming to the revival and he'd have one of them red flashlights, you know, that you uh, match the button on the top of it. That's how you get back home through that trail. But these faithful people. And I remember, you know, after I got through preaching, you know, I forgot when it was on a Sunday morning or something, I got through and Santa come up to me. At the church, you know, if you remember the older ladies, used to carry, they used to have a little handkerchief they always carried in their hands. But she had a little handkerchief and she had something tied up in it. And she come to me and she untied that and she said, I want you to have this. 
And best I remember, it was, it was some change, but it went over maybe a dollar and fifty or a dollar and something. That's all, all what she had. And she gave it to me. And I thought in my mind, no, I don't want to take this. You know, I don't want to take it. But in my mind, I think that's what God wanted her to do. And I'm still talking about it. Because she let God, she did what she had. It wasn't much in her eyes or there's people's eyes, but it's a lot. And God blessed her. I believe that and blessed me. And what I've said is, church, it may not look much. You may not think you got much. But I think today if we realize what we do have here at Old Grove, if we would just give it to God and say, God, Use it. It's yours. I want you to use it for the building of God's kingdom. Because we're on a place, on a road to a place called heaven. If you're not on that road, and this is blunt, but you're on a road to hell. That's what the Bible says. There but two places to go. And you don't want to go to the, to the place called hell. You want to go to heaven. And Lord just sung to us a minute ago. He made us a promise. I'll be with you. He didn't promise it to be easy. That's what the preachers, preachers are preaching today. Everything's easy if you come into church and you do all this. But that's what, to me, that's not what the Bible says. He said, I'll be with you. And I'll get through it. We'll get, you'll get through it with me. Just like this story here with the 5,000. You know, this is not going to work, but Christ took care of them. And I'm here today to tell you, he'll take care of you. If we just be obedient and have faith in God, have faith in God. Anybody want to talk about it this morning? Just have faith in Him. Just trust Him and believe in Him. You know, when I was like, I'm going to start closing here. My nose ain't a very lengthy message, you know, and I get to think about sometimes, you know, after 30 something years here, I'm going to think, you know, I preach this and I preach it. I'll get to this. I preach so, you know, and I'm not a good speaker, and y'all know that. I'm not, and I thought, well, why would God even use me? To pastor a church. And you know, I think, you know, I think God, and God just tell me, you know, Darwin is just the little things. Amen. It's the little things. Because you've done big things, they look at you. Amen. I'm not talking about. But if you let God just use your little things, and they say, Ma, there's no way that he could speak in front of people if you knew me in high school. Amen. But I speak every Sunday morning. Not great at it, but I'm trying to use what God's given me. I was telling a preacher last Sunday we'd done a funeral, and him was walking to the cemetery. I said, you know, he was talking about somebody said wanted him to send a resume. He said, a resume? <laughs> what is a resume? I don't know. I've heard of the word, but I don't know really what it is. I said, you know, I won't call his name. I said, you know, Pastor, I said, I tell my people quite a bit. I said, I'll never go over your head with words. I may go on your feet, but I'll never go over your head. He said, you know, I'm going to use that someday. I'm going to use that someday. And I look all through the Bible. And man, some of these people, they're not popular. Amen. But look what God done. Amen. 
I'm not saying it's because of me, but he could use the same thing. He was a boy of a crowd and fed 5,000 people. Can you imagine? He was a crippled boy one time, you know, that was sitting, they brought to the, uh, to the temple, you know, every day, and they laid him there, you know, and the Bible says, you know, Peter and John came by, you know, they was wanting money, and he said, you know, I ain't got none, but I got what you need. He got, you need Jesus. I put this in my own version. And you know the story, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk, and he rose up and praised God. And they're still talking about him today. Amen. They're still talking about him. You know what I'm talking about? They're still talking about him. A woman that had issue of blood for 12 years, a nobody, a cast out, and we're still talking about her today. Ten leopards. I preached on it just a couple of weeks ago or so. They was cast out, but God used them. We're still talking about it today. Amen. We're still talking about it. And all I'm saying is, today, if we just let God use what we got, you young people, I especially want to tell you today, let God use you. Let God use what you got to bless the kingdom of God and bless the world today. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? It may not be much. This boy came in because the crowd had two fish, five loaves. And Jesus, and then Peter told one of the disciples, said, what are they among so many? But we forget when we say that, we, who we serve is what the, what the most important thing is. We serve a big God, a big, big God. I know this ain't lengthy message this morning, but it's what really God wants me to tell you. Just let God use what you have and look what can be done in the kingdom of God. You might start talking about it for just a moment. We hear the church are well blessed. I was telling this pastor that this last Sunday at church, I said, all right, we're going to the cemetery. I was talking about our building. He said, I don't like to see it. And he didn't know he's building it. And I said, you know, we got a big congregation of kids coming. I told him about the numbers we had. And three times we walked to the cemetery and he said, wow, wow, wow. Not making it up, not exaggerating that. That's what he told me. Wow. I said, you know, maybe that's why I'm coming to this message. It doesn't take big things. Small things touches people. So to say that, this, say this in closing. It's really not how big a thing you think you may have or you have to have. You think, I can't do it because I ain't got this. It don't look very big. But these two fish didn't look big against 5,000 people. But man, look what God done with them. Look what God can do in our church today if we just let him, let us stand. Maybe you won't come and pray for some reason this morning. If you want to, come on right now. Anybody that needs to come and pray for any reason, we ask you to right now. We serve a big God, we serve an awesome God. There's one coming, but the others want to come. Would you others come? Amen. Just let God use you. That's what he's wanting to do. Any others that's want to come and pray, come on right now. Come on. Amen.
In your uplifted hands, just said, Church, I just need your prayers. God bless you. God bless all them hands. God bless you. Father, today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you. Thank you today, Father, for your word today, Father. We just pray now, Father, as this altar has been opened today, and this young man has come today, Father. You know, we know that you know what's on his heart today, Father. We pray, Father, that prayer is coming to you and you're taking care of it. Your will will be done today, Father. We thank you so much today for him, Father. We just pray, Father, for the Holy Spirit to just to touch him in a special way today, Father. We pray for those that lifted their hands today, Father. We just ask you to touch them needs today, Father. We just thank you for everything that you've done for us. And Father, thank you, Father. For just keeping this church together through all we went through the last year, Father. Oh, we're going to come through this stronger than we was when we went in, Father. I believe that today. I'm stepping my faith out on it. Father, thank you for Brother Aaron and Sister Bridget getting to come back today, Father. How much we missed them today. But we trusted you, Father. And we just see your work being done today, Father. And Father, we just love you today, Father. And Father, I pray a special, special prayer for Hanson Rachel today, Father. As he is speaking today, Father, but as here at the end of this week, Father, the two paths come together and make one. Father, they will build their lives upon you, Father. They'll build their home upon you, Father. And they will trust you, Father, because we know the storm's going to come. But we know if we build upon a solid rock, it will always stand. It will stand, Father. Thank you for them today, Father. And Father, we give you praise and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.